We interrupt this program for a special report by WKMU. Staten Island, New York. Can't sleep, neither can we. This is what keeps me up at night, taking over the radio waves to bring you mind-blowing information and inspiration. We look it up so you don't have to. Over here, we love talking about the unidentified, the unimaginable, the unbelievable anomalies of this world and beyond, which is just a fancy way to say aliens. <laughs> Ever heard of Project Blue Book? <laughs> well, neither have I, so let's get into it. Hello, everybody. I'm Sky. And I'm Blue. And welcome to another episode of What Keeps Me Up at Night. We're so happy you're here listening to us. Um... Have you actually never heard of Blue Book before, the Project Blue Book? Not really, no. But that was like but way before my time, I think. <laughs> way before my time, too. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Did you know it had to do with aliens? Yeah. I mean, no, no. Hearing the name, no. I had no idea what it was. So, Just based off the name. Before we go into this, I want to remind everybody listening, ridicule is not part of the scientific method. And that was actually said by a ufologist who was a non-believer and then a believer... I'll go into him another time. But basically, this started as a project by the U.S. government and the Air Force to monitor UFOs. Okay. Back in World War II, there were things called Foo Fighters. And they were like these lights that were following around everybody's aircraft. They really didn't know what it was, but they didn't bother the, sh- the, the planes or anything like that. They didn't attack. They just kind of like monitored the situation. Okay. So... Because of this, the government originally had this look on it. Well, we don't think they're from here. Let's get as much information as we can and tell everybody about these things because, you know, they were worried about, you know, them harming us. But through all these sightings that they had during the war, no one was ever hurt. So they kind of felt like maybe they're not here to bother us. So this all started as a way for the government to research this stuff, find out what they can about it, where it came from. And keep us aware. I wonder why they felt the need to keep us in the loop. Like, I don't know. Well, why not tell us if it's, it affects us? I feel like they don't tell us. Uh, like, if you want to find the information, they'll, you'll find it. But they're not just going to put it out there for people to hear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, wood pulp is in Parmesan cheese? They're not going to tell you that, That's true. but it's not like it's hidden information either. Well, they name it cellulose so, or whatever. Cellulose what powder. If you see cellulose powder <laughs> in your cheese, that's wood pulp. Yeah. That's actual fact. We love our wood pulp over here. Oh, yeah. We make spaghetti together. I forgot all about it. <laughs> well, you didn't put any wood pulp in it, but it's okay. So <laughs> eventually this program kind of shut down. There was actually even um, like one of those scientific committees that came together and said, you know, this is the way we have information about it. Basically, UFOs aren't bothering us. We don't know where they came from. So this is the, the line for everybody. They're not bothering us. We don't know where they're coming from. We, we don't know who they are. This turned into a project grudge who started to change their looks on things because now they were worried about our safety. 
Like they're not sacking us now, but they're actually making them, you know, as they can see that, that as they see, they can actually see that they're making themselves more aware to us. And that got them spooked. So they were basically like grudges to do two things. Find out about where they come from and don't let anybody know about it. Okay. That only lasted for a little bit. And then eventually it became Project Blue Book, which was a continuation of the two goals. Find out where they come from. Do they mean us any harm? Don't let the people know about it. So it just all started with these lights following some planes. Originally, yeah, I, I think that's where like part of it comes from. It's like they want to know, and then they actually started to pop up here in America, and they started seeing like you know Roswell was around 1947. Um, there was a, a bunch of other stuff too, and actually in, in May 1949, Project Saucer Grudge, whatever they called it at the, that time, they received a tip off about where UFOs are coming from, and they relieved they they actually received a letter from a shareholder of a business that they say they were building ships similar to the flying saucers. And according to him, someone invented a disc rotorcraft. And then this could be what can be construed as UFOs. So, you know, they finally, you know, where they're coming from. They're not from extraterrestrial. They're from here. And they went down there, and they were like looking at his stuff. He's like, nah, this can't be it. These things will fly in Europe. They're here. They're going to Russia. This thing's not even leaving this 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 little property <laughs> right here. So yeah. right away they were like, "Nope, that's not it." It was false hope, and wow. uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, imagine getting your like, we finally figured it out. We know who's gonna do it. We know where this coming from. This guy. Oh no, this is crap. Uh, this is not it. Yeah, it's weird because like now you see lights in the sky, and it's like you don't know what that is, and it could be like the aliens coming back. Like I wonder if back then that was the first time the aliens came to check us out. Maybe you know what I mean, and well, you know my take on this. I feel like there's a possibility that we've had interactions with aliens for thousands of years, and that there's actually a missing link in our uh, what is it called our evolutionary okay. path. Yeah, there's actually a missing link, and what if that missing link is because it's not from Earth or it's from the water? It's these crafts that have been visiting us for you know thousands of years, maybe even longer. Yeah. They could have been coming seeing dinosaurs and look like, oh, they're not going to do anything. All right, bye. Or they were scared of the dinosaurs, how people are scared of pit bulls now and stuff like that. Well, yeah, those <laughs> are much bigger. And they, you know, I'd be afraid of that too. I would be fascinated. Like, I don't know. I would be like, whoa. And then it would eat my head off. <laughs> so basically, Project Grudge changed the. Project Grudge changed it up a little bit. And instead of being open, they kind of uh, went to silence. And it was because they were worried that reports could be exploited by people trying to induce panic in a post-World War II America. You know, this could be foreign countries like Russia and stuff like that trying to mess with us. So they were like, you know what, let's not let the people know because then someone else can use that information against us. Yeah, yeah, Get, like find us in a weak spot. Or, you know, then, then they're constantly hounded by hoax because look how people are now. Anything for clout. But clout back then was still clout. It was much smaller. But, like, if you could get, like, ooh, people to believe that you actually see UFO and now you're getting your name out in the paper and stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah. And they also have to worry about people who already have psychological problems. You know, especially, like, people with schizophrenia and stuff like that are told that their things that they see aren't real. 
and now you know one of the things that they think aren't real is now real it might cause even like people who were semi-sane to start questioning their lives kind of like us right now i always question my life it's always good to do that (laughs) so finally in 1952 in march till december 17th 1969 project blue book was implemented and ended and only had two goals to see if we had to worry about them if they harmed us if it was national security security (laughs) is that how i really say security 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 that's how it spells i don't leave you alone (laughs) and to scientifically analyze ufos to see where they came from what kind of power they use if we can use that power for ourselves and after all that time 12,618 reports were made. And this is also a time period where the U.S. Air Force was actually shaming people for coming. And they still do. Like, the guy who, the, I don't know if everyone remembers the Kim uh, Kimball UFO. It was seen by a, a air pilot. And he followed it. And he went back. And they kind of ridiculed, oh, you saw something up there? And he has visual video proof. So this is back in a time when you didn't have video proof. So they, they wanted you to come in like, oh, how big was it? How fast was it going? Where they, they, they saw this in the, in the Project Blue Book release. There's like a questionnaire. It's like seven, eight, 12 pages long asking questions over and over again. Was it dark? Was it moon? Was it this? Was it that? And then afterwards, make fun of you for coming forward to saying that you've seen this, which I think could, you know, stem these numbers, you know, even higher. Why if they would have went higher if someone didn't say, oh, you're, you're stupid. Oh, you're a little oh, green alien. Oh, you little spaceship <laughs> followed you around. Are you okay? Did he shoot at you? <laughs> That's fucked up. I could see them doing that, though. And out of, out of all of those, only 701 were actually said to be unexplainable. That's only 5%. But I feel like 5% can make magic in the world. That's all I need is a, like a small percentage. That's fine. Because they can't explain. Everything else was like other planes. You know, the government actually had planes and other stuff that we didn't know about. So people were like, what's this weird flying thing? They had a stealth jet, you know, they were designing. It was black. It made, you know, it didn't make the same sounds. It's really weird to be in that time period where there's no internet. There's no way to verify stuff. And you see stuff. Yeah. And like, who are you supposed to tell? How can you Google this? Yeah. Like, I can't Instagram this picture. Like, how am I supposed to get let people know I'm not crazy? Right. How can you talk about it to millions of listeners out there? Do you actually know where the term flying saucer comes from? I don't know. The movie E.T.? I don't know. (laughs) Back in June 24th, 1947, Kenneth Arnold saw a line of UFOs. There were nine shiny vehicles with no tails, and they were flying past Mount Rainier. What do they mean by no tails? Well, you ever notice that on on planes there's... uh, tails on the back that stick straight up and there's two on the side that's to stabilize the okay. craft so without a tail there's nothing to keep it stabilized like you always will see even on the stealth bomber like two thin blades that pop off the sides yeah yeah and that's to keep it stable so what he's basically saying is he doesn't know what's keeping them stable mm-hmm. because they were mm-hmm. going 1200 miles per hour by his math oh wow and this all started because he was on his way home and the U.S. government actually lost a plane, and he was trying to give him a hand by doing a couple run-throughs and help them look. And as he turned around to go back home, that's when he saw these things. 
and I believe this is in Washington. That's where Mount Rainier is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Washington. I don't know why I didn't write that down. You want me to look it up? Yeah, please do. Because I feel so stupid for not even like having that information. Like, where is that? Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> so <clears throat> he estimated that the speeds were going at least 1,200 miles per hour. I brought that up because to show reference, October Rainier? Mount Rain- Rainier. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> this actually to show reference of uh, how fast these things were because in October 1947, Chuck Yeager flew the Bell X1 700 miles per hour, the first time anyone's been that fast, any human anyway. And the biplanes of the time were going 50 miles per hour to like 100 miles per hour. Even the P 51 Mustang, which is like one of the considered one of the better uh, aircraft that came out of World War II. Could only go like 300 miles per hour. And he said that they were looking like they were. You ever have like a teacup and a saucer? He said if you take the teacup off and throw it against the water and how it skips, that's how they were moving. They were moving erratically but in a straight line. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, he wanted to tell everybody. He actually wound up, you know, telling the newspaper. He actually started to do some uh, UFO. Uh, studies on himself actually like anytime they actually sent him one time some some magazine sent him down to look at a ufo thing and so yeah that's why we call them flying saucers other people use that term before but this was actually the first big post-world war ii ufo sighting in america that hit national news like it did and then the last thing i wanted to talk about was uh a captain thomas mantell um I feel like this guy got a really bum deal. Um, he was serving his country, and this this event happened. So basically, on January seventh, nineteen forty eight, twenty five year old Captain Thomas Mattel was called in because the government said that hey, there's something over here, like a, a local air for uh, airport mentioned that they see something going pretty fast up in the clouds, pretty high up. So they called in the Air Force to check it out, and Martel, Martel was one of the people who came in. And he actually sees it, and he flies up into the clouds to chase it. And, you know, he was in there for a while. His buddies returned, landed, came back up. He crashed like a, a, a ways off. His, his whole vehicle was destroyed, paneled, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and what's the little pieces called? Shards? Shreds? Yeah, it was shredded. Basically, it was shredded, and, you know, the official story at first was that he saw the planet Venus and mistaken that for something that was going hundreds of miles per hour high in the sky. Okay. How would you feel if I was in the Air Force and I got called in by my government to check something out because it could be a a threat to national security? (laughs) so i go up and check it out and i fly after it and i die and the government turns around and says he was chasing a planet because the planet was so bright that that he mistaken that for what we what we saw the official story got switched later that he actually was chasing a skyhook balloon that was going like 10 miles per hour so i don't know how you would mistake something going 10 miles per hour for something going Hundreds of miles per hour. That's very suspicious. 
very suspicious. Yeah, it's a little sad. I, I feel this one kind of hit me a little hard because I don't, I don't know if I could ever give my life up for a country, no matter how good it is, because it, this is my only life. And to feel like that connection with the country that you were raised in, that you want to protect it and all your loved ones, and you were just doing your job, and they were just basically like, "Nah, he's crazy, man. He was going after a star. He was going after a planet." It's fucked up. It's definitely fucked up. But I'm not surprised by the way our government behaved. Like I don't know, they're always doing some fucked up shit, and like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and then when you add this into a bunch of other stuff, um, like JFK, like that was on done in the '60s. Uh, the space race popped off like we literally learned how to fly in the early 1900s and then 60 years later we're on the moon right how how in 60 years since I'm we went to the moon the biggest thing we got there. is phones like i mean yeah. phones are great but like that was 60 years worth of time no it's pretty crazy if you, when you think about it like that yeah like the internet was only 23 years ago right really right Am I getting that confused? Or the internet was longer than that? No, I think the internet came out in the 80s, the original. Oh, okay. It didn't pop off until like the mid-90s with like home computers. But if, access even to that, it. that's like 50, 60 years. Yeah, that's, that's a long yeah. time. And that's or all that's computer like, stuff. Um, you know, a short amount of time too at the same time. And <laughs> you know what I was thought was weird with these things too is like all the reports back then were that they they were keeping up with it and then eventually would fly away. So I feel like they're like playing with us because our jets now can go Mach one, Mach two. Like, yeah, this is really fast. We're talking about thousand miles per hour, mm-hmm. and they're still not being able to go faster than these things. So did they have a time lapse in the, like the last sixty years where they fa- finally figured out their technology? Like, oh man, we could get it really fast now. Like, or is that the best it could do? And it was just messing with us to see what we could do and. So even worry about us. Why do you look at me like that, you freaking weirdo? <laughs> and we went into this because of the, the, I guess last year was the Las Vegas alien sightings and then the Miami one. And even the one from last year where we shot down the three UFOs. Have we heard anything about that since then? What are you talking about? Remember last year? Uh, over Canada and Alaska and I think uh, Montana or Michigan, one of those America plane shot down three undefined flying objects. They were all, I think, classified to be balloons. We actually had an episode right after this happened. Me and you, Red, was joking around like it's always the balloons. <laughs> like like this guy Martel, they they said he died running after a balloon. Were you looking it up? In 2022? Yeah. 23? 22? I forget. I'm getting so old. These years are starting to, to blend in together. It says there was nobody in the vehicles. But what kind of vehicles were they? Unidentified aerial objects. <clears throat> so wait, they're saying they found stuff with no bodies in it? I think they're trying to say it's a balloon. Oh, no, no. This happened days after the Chinese surveillance balloon. Yeah, that was considered to be one or two of them. But the one in Alaska seemed to be like a different thing. Which would make sense because if aliens are here, they probably send AI, no? Like a a ship without anybody in it. 
So even if it got shot down, can't find nothing, right? Nope. So the, the people in Las Vegas, they disappeared. The Miami thing seemed to go nowhere, but I don't think the Miami thing was a real thing. And we mentioned Blue Book uh, last couple of episodes, so I just wanted to go into a little a bit uh, to fully get aware, because even me only had like a passing knowledge of this stuff. And um, I definitely want to do a couple more UFO stories. So if we are, I actually am going to start using uh, Blue Books, uh, their own project, uh, some of their personal files and stuff like that to, to go into some of these uh, stories. These two were actually number 12. And I don't know the other one, but these were actually both part of the Project Blue Book listing of of uh, UFO sightings. Okay. I thought that was pretty interesting. So It was. I appreciate it. Well, I've been. I wanted to be talking about you know aliens all the time. Um, I, I don't know. The, the The belief that aliens are out there makes me believe in a spiritual being, and I don't know why that is. That's something to think about. I think part of it is the fact that, like yeah, I said, like five percent. If only five percent of all these stories is true, the world is magical again. Then five percent of religion stuff could be true too. Yeah. Like, you know, and I definitely feel like we live in a world where we don't know what's going on completely. And I'm just trying to figure everything out. But I feel like a deeper connection knowing that we're not alone in this universe. And, That's you nice. know, yeah. I mean, God could create all of us. That's quite beautiful. I actually, there was actually a story from uh, one of these aliens that survived the crashes. Mm-hmm. And they say, they say that for the future. And that we're heading into disaster, basically. And I don't know why I brought this up. What were we talking about? Um, extra beings. <laughs> uh, religion. <laughs> I think I soured by religion because of man. Like, it's a tr- transcript of God. And words can have different meanings to different people. Like when you speak, when you teach me Spanish, those same words can have different meanings to t- people with different dialects. Yeah. And I feel like this, like you know, the Bible and other books can be like that, where I'm not really sure what I'm learning, but knowing that they're, I don't know, I don't want to go into a circle. FBI, open up! Oh fuck, we're gonna have to jump out the window again. Yeah. I'm not too big for this. <laughs> well, eventually you'll, you'll, you know, the weight will drop off. Come on. And it'll get easier every I time. I don't know why we do this. Why don't we just change locations every week? Why don't we stay at the same place? This makes no sense. They keep finding us. Just leave the pets. I'm tired of this. You know, it's me, Sky, whatever. I'll see you guys later. Oh, my gosh. Bye, y'all. And yeah, as always, check on your friends and check on yourself. And everyone deserves love, even you. Bye. This has been an 87.9 WKMU production. Signing off. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.